Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks today. It's hard to believe we're on our 100th and 7th podcast today. And we're talking about being godly. And as we continue on in the book of Philippians chapter 2, and we're looking at these verses and we're looking for God to point to us uh, those things that we need to know, that we need to glean. And uh, uh, as always, have my dear friend and co-host Stephanie Wesco here. Good morning, Stephanie. How are you today? Good morning, Doug. You know, I just drank some water, so I'm doing pretty great. So Stephanie is drinking water, and uh, that's a pretty big thing. And because sometimes I uh, try to remind her during these podcasts to <laughs> keep the old whistle wet. But we found this poem, <clears throat> and so so my wife is like a total drinker. I'm somewhere in the middle, and Stephanie's on the adamantly opposed, <laughs> almost 180 degrees from Aww. that when it comes to drinking. So It's more just like I forget to do it. So if you come across Stephanie and offer me a bottle of water, offer her a bottle of water. Okay. <laughs> so I just found this poem. We were just looking at it, talking about some of the verses we're going through. And before we head into these verses, I want to share this poem with you because this is what this is all about. The mind of Christ living differently, doing things differently, trusting God. And, and here we are. And I found this poem entitled, we'll get through this. And uh, it's by a lady, Joanna Fuchs. And you know, but look at this poem and, and or listen to this poem with in context to what God's trying to tell us to take on the mind of Christ, to be different, to be able to change those folks around us, to be able to see a change in ourselves and our families and our communities and our countries. Mm-hmm. Boy, God can use this. But it says, we'll get through this is the name of this poem. Lord, our troubles are so great. We don't know what to do. The price for our inequity is finally come and due. Mm. The world is crumbling all about. No safe place can be found. Right is wrong. Wrong is right. The change is quite profound. Lord, we need your guiding light to lead us out of here. We'll focus on your word and prayer to take away our fear. Temptations of this dying world will rule out and let go. Give our burdens all to you. Shed all worldly woe. That's how we'll get through this, Lord, fixed on heaven above, assured of your protection, help, and everlasting love. That's powerful. And so, folks, as we're looking at this podcast, we've been talking about picking up this mind of Christ, making a difference, uh, uh, allowing God to do a work in our lives, and, and, and then we can do a work in someone else's life. And, and uh, so I think that's important. So we want to start. We we want to just, we've been kind of sequential, sequentially, I guess, or uh, in a, an expository kind of way going verse to verse. And I think we're just going to continue that here on Philippians. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, it's awesome. We're really enjoying this. We're, we're learning from this. So we're going to start in verse number 12 today. We're going to start in 12. And it says, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So I come here and, and, and so Paul is writing 
And here he is. He's in prison. He's he's in a bad place. And again, we've mentioned this a hundred times, but it needs to be mentioned because context, mm -hmm. a, a biblical context is very important here. Mm -hmm. And Paul is being inspired by God to write a book of the Bible uh, while he's prisoned, while he's handcuffed and shackled to someone else, while he's going through some of the worst times in his life. And he's writing, folks, and he says, you know, uh, my beloved, as you've always obeyed, not only in my presence, not not only me as your spiritual leader. You know, some people, Stephanie, they go to church and, man, everything looks great. Yep. They say the right things. They do the right things. They act the right way. They wear the right clothes. They know the right songs. They know yep. the right preachers. They got one of those fishes swimming backwards on the car with some Greek letters in the middle of it. They <laughs> they know what radio station to listen to. And and uh, but man, when but, you know when when they leave that uh, uh, sanctuary and they hop in that car and go home, everything changes. Yeah. And what Paul's saying is, I'm glad that I know. If Paul's out there, he's planting churches. He's he's taking the the word of God to the known world. Yeah. He's carrying this thing around, and he's saying, I know all the you know, but you guys are continuing to keep this going. You guys are making a difference. Not even when I'm here, or not even in my presence, but now much more in my absence. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. So you think of that verse, and, and what does that mean, uh, Stephanie? To work out salvation with fear and trembling well this is obviously not talking about our salvation in the sense of you know um we don't believe in good work salvation that's right we do not believe that you are saved by any you know the bible says our righteousness is in other words our good works the things we do that are good genuinely good things before god there is filthy rags when we do not have christ as our savior nothing we do as sinful human beings is good enough save us yes nothing is good enough so this is not talking about our salvation from sin this is talking about our sanctification becoming like christ living a life that's pleasing to him you know as we are on this life's journey there's supposed to be this daily growing closer to jesus daily becoming more of who god wants us to be and that's this salvation you know, there's the Bible talks about what shall profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul. That's not written to someone who doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Savior. That's written to someone who has their right. ticket, if I can use that cheap expression, but they have their ticket to heaven in terms of they have accepted God's gift of salvation from sin. They have asked Jesus to be their Savior. They have placed their dependence on Him alone to save them from their sin, but... You yeah. can lose your soul as a child of God in the sense that you've lived for this world. Your focus has been gaining this world and you get to heaven and it's all burnt up as way, as hay, wood, and stubble. And I think that's what Paul's talking about here, that a child of God should be, there should be that holy fear of God. And not in the sense of we fear him as, you know, somebody who's there to, to constantly hammer us and constantly beat us down. But there should be a reverence of him knowing that we are to be bowing our knee to him and confessing him as Lord and glorifying him in our actions and in our words. And people should be seeing him reflected so strongly. You know what I think of when I, when I think of this whole passage I think when you, you know you go to the 
ocean or you go to the lake and you have that sun that sun that shines so heavy on that water and it reflects and it blinds you it, it's you can't look at it because you know it's going to affect your vision yeah. so you wear sunglasses protect your eyes that the son of god is to be reflecting off of our lives so strongly that there's there's not a fear in the sense of terror being terrified but there's a fear in the sense of respect and a sense of awe and a sense of this is my god yeah and i want to serve him and i want to please him wow. with my life well it you know obviously paul's not contradicting the basic gospel as you said exactly. he's not saying you have to go down and work to get your salvation what he's saying is uh, just like stephanie said this gift is so big it's so huge it's it's like getting a gold mine man i mean yeah. you're saved yeah. And, uh, and he's saying, work that out, man. And, and, you know, which is your, like we talked about in Romans chapter 12 a few months ago, we always go back to the two great surrender verses. And I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy mm -hmm. and acceptable. And, but you yeah. know that word it uses after that big, long word that means everything? which is your reasonable service. And I think that's what's going on here. Yeah. You know, Paul's saying, listen, you're saved, man. And I know it, I know there's flogging going on. I know there's imprisonment. I, I know there's persecution. I know there's uh, mockery going on. I know there's stuff, you know, so as Paul's writing this, there's stuff going on at Philippi. There's stuff going on at Thessalonica. There's stuff going on at Berea. There's stuff going on in Athens. There's stuff going on in Rome. There's stuff going on in Corinth. And can I tell you something, friends? There's stuff going on in the United States and whatever mission field you are yeah. on or whatever country you listen to. I, I think we get 12 countries a week listening to us uh, on this particular podcast. There's stuff going on everywhere. Yeah. And so Paul's saying, you know, work out this great, great gift, this this free gift of salvation, uh, lest any man shall boast, as it says in the book yes. of Ephesians. It's, it's saying work, but you know, you've got this now. Do something. Do something with it. Yeah. Make a difference. And with fear and trembling, I know you're worried about these imprisoned knuckleheads. I, I know you're worried about this, but there's people dying and going to hell. And, and you know, what step are we going to take? What level are we at? Where are we going from here? And, and you know, we've had this talk, Stephanie, of, about Brother Charles' martyrdom yeah. and about missionaries' martyrdom and Jim Elliott's martyrdom and, and how, uh, you know, how men and women are still willing today to do whatever it takes to reach out with the gospel. Yeah. No matter how dangerous it is. Well, and there's the, um, just last night and this morning, um, I was thinking about that verse where Paul says, Thou therefore into your hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And, you know, a good soldier doesn't go into the battlefield flippantly. No. He goes into the battlefield knowing he's in a danger zone. Yeah. Knowing he has to have that armor of God on that Ephesians 6 talks about. And he goes into battle, if I could put this in these terms, with fear and trembling. He goes yeah. into battle knowing that it's God. You know, I was looking at verse 13. It says, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do. This isn't about us. This is about God working in us and through us. And a good soldier goes through life, goes through his his commitments with an essence of fear and trembling. And like I say, not in a sense of being terrified because God doesn't give us the spirit of fear. He gives us the spirit of power and of love and a sound of mind. But this, this Christian walk, there's joy, there's peace, there's all of these things, but there's a sober mindedness 
that comes, you know, it doesn't mean we walk around like 40 days of rainy weather. Um, I'm not, you know, that's not who God is. God is a God of joy and love and comfort. <coughs> Excuse me. Yes. But Paul's saying here in light of who God is in light of what the mind of Christ is, this Christian walk, your sanctification process of becoming who Jesus has for you to be, it's serious. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's not its not a calling to be taken lightly. And, and it's being godly. You know, we, picking that name and talking about being godly, part of being godly isn't looking right. Part of being godly isn't... The uh, relationship with God. Yeah, it, it, it's deeper than that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so much stronger than that. Yeah. And so as we read this, I think we're learning that. I think we're learning, hey, this is a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. This is a bigger deal. This, is, this isn't about uh, just getting saved and, and giving up. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is a bigger deal than that. Serving yeah. God is bigger than that, you know. Yeah. Uh, and you, you've got this wonderful gold mine. You've got this, uh, you know, I guess they would call it proverbially that old book, The uh, Magic Parachute. You've got the parachute if your plane goes down. This is bigger than that, man. You get heaven. You pass from life on to death. I, I mean, from death on to life. You, you, you start all over again, man, and and eternity forever and ever and ever and ever. And 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 I think that's what God's talking about here. I think the main, uh, the main push on this whole verse should be this: is do something. Well, and we're going to get into yeah, in thirteen. What yeah. this? What this will of God? What this? working out your own salvation. And the other important thing in that verse 12, you know, and this is coming from a guy who's sitting in prison. Yeah. This this passage isn't coming from a guy who's walking down the street on vacation. This guy's going, Paul was going through persecution. I guarantee you Paul struggled with PTSD, with the effects of trauma. I mean, this guy had been through multiple beatings, shipwrecks, all of these things. He had truly, in every sense of the word, hazarded his life over and over and over again for the sake of the gospel. And he is saying, work out your own salvation. In other words, this is an active thing. This isn't going to happen just by osmosis. This is something you have to choose to do. And you got to do it. And it's a workout. It's a workout. And and folks, I, I mean, we could belabor 12 all day long, but it comes down to uh, being godly, stepping out, doing your job. Uh, uh, you know, do your job. Just do what God has for you as a Christian. Mm-hmm. We know you have uh, secular jobs. We know you have ministry jobs. We know there's things you got to do. We know there's families to be raised. We know there's, in Stephanie's case, eight uh, West Coast faces looking back at her throughout every day. Uh, and we know it's hard. But at the same time, God wants us to do something. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, I think, what this verse is talking about. And then all of a sudden, we get into this faithful service verse, this verse number 13, and it says, It is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So, you know, God expects, he, he does not expect us to work out our salvation, but he expects uh, nothing of us, you know, but failure for salvation. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the reason reason Christ died for our sins is because we can't save exactly. ourselves. 
we can't work till salvation. We yep. can't make it to that place. God knows it's about failure. Mm -hmm. So he saves us. It's free. And it, you know, it freaks some people out that you read the Bible and it, and the Bible is so clear that we're all sinners. There, there are none righteous. No, not one. Everybody falls short of the glory of God. It's clear. It's clear. We're all falling short of God. We're all sinners is what the Bible says. And the Bible tells us there's a price on sin. You know, God is not contradicting any of that. And the price is death. But yeah. then those wonderful words in the Bible, but God commendeth his love toward us. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And, and so Christ died so we could have this free salvation. And, and God even goes on to tell us that we need to speak it with our mouth and believe it with our heart. And if we pray to him and ask him to save us, he will. But yeah. now we're coming to a point, we're in a different place. We're talking about this faithful service. We're talking about how we can make a difference and which God worketh in you both to will and to do. And I like this, of his good pleasure. So it's God's good pleasure for us to work. It's God's pleasure in, in verse number 13. We do it for God. It's not about mm -hmm. us. We're, we're working for God. It's something we're doing for God. It's, uh, uh, you know, it, it's like, and again, I hate using military examples, but they're easy for me. They're always stuck in my mind is you serve that commanding officer at his pleasure. Yeah. And if he decides, you know, if, if we're giving him an objective this week of, you know, clearing a field or whatever the case may be, the commanding officer decides how he wants that field cleared. Yeah. He makes those decisions and you don't go back to him and say, sir, you know, I think you're wrong going in from the left flank. You know, I think we ought to reconsider this for 24 hours or we ought to redo that. Well, God is saying this is for my pleasure and, and I think you need to do this. I think you need to work this out. I think you need to, you know, energize yourself, get some things done. And, and I mean, you're looking at verse 13 and what's coming to your mind, Stephanie, when you're, when you're seeing that, that, uh, to do of his good pleasure. I mean, what's well, coming I think to your of mind? The verse, is it in Colossians? I'm horrible with references. Yeah, me too. But where, but where Paul says, for it is God, um, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Yeah. And this is Christ in us. We cannot please God on our own. We can't become sanctified and living sacrifice on our own. When I look at this verse, I see it being it's God who does the work. When we choose to obey and choose to trust God and obey his word, God does the work in us and he gives us the strength. Um, later on in Philippians, Paul says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. And as we choose to trust him and obey him, and you know, this isn't about, yeah, there's a, there's rules given to us throughout scripture, but the basis to the Christian life is a relationship with Jesus Christ. And when you have a relationship with, you know, your spouse, with your children, with an authority figure, and it's based on a relationship, that list of rules, that list of expectations, that list of, of quote-unquote requirements for a good marriage. It's not about that list anymore. It's about the fact that you love them, that you have a relationship with them. And when we have, when we love Jesus with our whole, you know, we're commanded to love, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, and all thy might. And when we do that, it's God in us doing this work. And then we're, that's what pleases him is when it's done out of a heart of love for him. And after all Christ has done for us, Serving him isn't isn't about oh, I have to do this because this is the only 
that's not a relationship. That's just you filling off a checklist. And that's what, that's what really strikes me with this verse is, it is God which worketh in you. And that just changes it. It doesn't say it's you that's working in you, it's God. And that's what enables us to be able to please him and to bring glory and joy to his heart. Yeah, I think I think you kind of hit everything right there. It's it's the bottom line is God saves us. This gold mine I mentioned mm-hmm. a little while ago, He gives us everything we need yeah. to go to heaven, and that's huge. And mm-hmm. but then He gives us we forget sometimes that the Holy Spirit indwells within us mm-hmm. and gives us everything we need to succeed exactly. as we serve God to get things done. Now, folks, I've said this before, and I know I'll say it again. But the day we're saved, the day we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, regardless of our circumstances, regardless of what's going on in the world, we have a ministry. Yeah. And that ministry, you know, may be just reaching out to those little people, call you mom and dad, or the ministry may be reaching out to the neighbor, but you got to do something. Yeah. And, and, and that's what the Apostle Paul's talking about. He's saying, listen, mm-hmm. I'm chained. I'm handcuffed. I'm shackled. I can't even use the bathroom without this dude being hooked to me. <laughs> and uh, it's, I know, it's just a thought. that. Thanks, Doug. I had never thought that far yeah, down the I road. Mean, yeah. And it's something that we don't want to think about, that's but it's something that makes sense. But the Holy Spirit gave the Apostle Paul everything he needed to serve him to inspire him to write yeah. this book. Uh, and these verses help us today. So folks, I know as we wrap up this 107th podcast and, uh, you know, we're talking about being godly and part of being godly is serving him. And we take this salvation. We take this great salvation. How great salvation. We take this great salvation, the Bible calls it. And, uh, and, and there we are with a reservation in heaven for all eternity. And now we got a job to do. The Holy Spirit of God's indwelling with us. Do that job. Be godly. Hey, it's always good to talk to you folks. We certainly look forward to talking to you again tomorrow morning. May God bless you till we all talk. Stop by. Would you all stop by at Help the Wounded Church, PM us, PM Stephanie and I at our private Facebook pages. Let us know you're listening. We sure do care for you folks. And may God bless you. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.